Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here. This week's episode is really cool. We are talking to Peyton Matthews. Um, I'll introduce her in a little bit when I talk to her. This is like future Julie talking, giving you a little bit of a summary of what this episode is about. But Peyton is a junior in college and she actually goes to my school. So we both live in Fairfield. And I wanted to have her on because her fitness journey is incredible. This girl, she's lost hundred over 150 pounds, but besides that, her mental journey is incredible. So I really wanted her to be able to have a platform to talk to you guys about that and share that and kind of share, you know, what worked for her to lose the weight and also what helped her keep the weight off, but how her goals kind of transformed as the years went on. It shifted from wanting to constantly be smaller to wanting to grow. Um, And I think that's a really cool thing and it's an important thing to touch on. So that's what we talked about in today's episode. Um, The question of the week is how to balance macros and like fitness while you're in school with like parties and stuff like that. But it also correlates to just weekends and going out and how to make it more of a lifestyle and not so rigid because I know a lot of you guys can be fearful of the weekends because you know we have uh bridal parties we have birthday parties we have just regular parties we have uh friends just inviting us to dinner every weekend there's just a lot going on so we kind of give our tips and tricks of how we go about that and besides that I'll let Peyton tell the rest of her story because she really articulated it well. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Remember to follow the strong.podcast on Instagram because weekly updates are on there. And then my Instagram is just at JulieXFit. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you do, please rate this podcast on Spotify and now it's also on Apple Music. And let me know what you think and who you want to see next in the strong.podcast DMs because I'm always in there okay so enjoy and we'll talk soon hi guys happy tuesday today i'm here with peyton matthews peyton is pemfit underscore on instagram and she goes to fairfield u with me so she is a junior and what is your major i'm a public health major on the pre-med track cool very smart and I'm a senior. I don't know if you guys know that, but I'm a senior at Fairfield U and I'm in marketing and finance. But today, Peyton's going to walk us through her fitness journey. So Peyton, if you want the mic, can you tell us where your fitness journey started? So basically, I started my fitness journey when I was around 16 years old, going into my junior year of high school. Um, my local gym does a 12-week contest every year, basically like who can lose the most weight and everything like that. So you get a group of four and then you are given a personal trainer and you do two personal training sessions a week with them. And then at the end of the contest, you see which group lost the most weight. So my mom has been doing it for the past like seven years and me and my dad were pretty overweight so she decided to ask us to join and at first I did not want to do it at all I was like what the hell is this I do not want to do this but me and my dad did it and little did I know it would kind of change my entire life that's awesome and you're from Long Island Island, yeah what gym do you go to um it's called fitness incentive it's like a small local gym in my town because I'm from a really small town in Long Island yeah 
So during that 12-week period, what did that look like? Like, what did your transformation look like? Because I know it's been, what, six years since then? Yeah, so basically, it when I first did it, I was like, oh my god, this is so much work. It was a lot of HIIT training, a lot of cardio, but then strength training, and it made me realize how strong I really was. I was always athletic growing up. I was always in sports. Like, me and my brother were very active i played sports throughout all of high school was enrolled in every single thing you could count on i was a horseback rider cheerleader dancer softball player field hockey soccer lacrosse all of that um but when i really got into it and at the end of the contest i lost 40 pounds and it kind of made me realize wow i can actually do this like this is real did you win yeah we actually did win (laughs) yeah my family won so that was pretty big because it wasn't only like my transformation, it was my dad as well. And that was kind of amazing. That's why me and my dad, every single time I go home on breaks and everything, our favorite thing to do is just walk or work out together because we started together. So it's really, really nice. Oh, I love that so much. So after that contest, what kept you going? Like, what did you do instead? Do you feel like you learned a lot from those like personal training sessions and then you kind of just did it on your own? So I learned a lot like about my body and how like to work out how to lift weights and everything like that and especially nutrition. So when I first did it we were we weren't really put on a meal plan per se but my mom would like cook for us and everything like that and I knew around how many calories I was consuming but then after the contest it was kind of only on me. And I implemented a plan where I still continue the personal training, but then the nutrition was kind of in my hands. And I learned a lot. There was definitely some ups, some downs. But in the end, I think I'm like happy that I went through what I went through because I want to be where I am today. Yeah, I totally get that. So during the 12 weeks, you were on a meal plan. Mm -hmm. And then after the 12 weeks, where did you go diet wise to keep the weight off? So diet-wise, obviously, like, I would run my macros and kind of did it like that, but it wasn't as precise, I guess you could say. I was still, like, yo-yo dieting, I guess you could say, where I would eat a certain amount of calories one day and then eat little or eat more the next, and I didn't really know what was going on. I kind of, like, would plateau for a while, and then I would lose weight, or the scale would go up, and... My brain was kind of just all over the place. And then I finally had a huge realization where I realized, like, if I want to become strong in the gym, I need to really dial in on my nutrition, but I need to be fueling my body at the same time. Yeah, I get that. And do you prefer macros, like, if it fits your macros to meal plans? Most definitely, because now, like, I could go out to eat with my friends, and especially being in college, like, that's a huge aspect of college is going out to eat with your friends but I also have done keto I have done low carb nothing against it if that's what works for you that's what works for you but I just realized it does not work for me I like carbs I like my oatmeal yeah um but basically I do think macros are probably your best starting point yeah I totally agree and I think Ashley and I touched on this last week that a lot of people that are CPTs, mm-hmm. they're not legally allowed to give you meal plans, exactly. right? Yeah. So, because you have to be a registered dietitian. Um, so, if you see any influencers out there, so you know, giving yeah. out meal plans, don't do that. Um, 
But for me, if it fits your macros, it was definitely a, a wake-up call of, wow, I can eat a lot. And I feel like you when you first start and you get really deep into it, you kind of get, like, obsessed with it. Do you uh, feel yeah. like mm-hmm. you kind of got obsessed with, like, seeing the weight fall off? Yeah. So that definitely happened to me. It was, like, I did become pretty obsessive with it. Even my, like, first semester in college, like, I was tracking, but then I wanted to, like, go out on the weekends and, like, drink alcohol, and it just kind of downward spiraled. I realized, especially, like, where I am today, I mean, I'm going to be real. These past six months is when I truly, truly realized that I was underfueling my body. I had no energy, was tired, always cold. My hair was, like, breaking, and I just was obsessed with seeing the number go down on the scale but then at the same time when I looked in the mirror I wasn't happy it wasn't that I saw myself as bigger but I felt like I was getting too thin like I was muscular but I don't know how to explain it like I want a butt you know what I mean yeah yeah no I get it and when I even when I was starting it's like I want abs but I also want a big butt and that's kind of where that like yo-yo dieting comes to because one week you'll be like oh I want flat abs so I'm gonna eat like very little and then the next week you're like wait I want a big butt I'm gonna eat more and then your body's like what the heck are you doing like can you please give me some like maintenance Mm -hmm. I think it's like really important to find your maintenance calories and stick to that for a little while because that's where you thrive you know I think it's really important too to find a coach that knows like your past history your goals and how they can tailor it to you because if you kind of just do it you're on your own I think that's the hardest part not gonna lie yeah no I totally agree I talked to Ashley about this last week too but my first did I tell you my first coach was Caroline O'Mahoney's ex-boyfriend did I tell you that do you remember her no oh I'll show you a picture of him after but he was my first coach and he actually gave me a meal plan so that's illegal but you know we're not gonna call him out on anything um but yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about, like, the macros in college. Like, how hard was that for you? Because I know it was hard for me. So it was definitely hard for me because I actually transferred to Fairfield um, second semester of freshman year. Just to be close. So to did me. I. I transferred second semester. Mm-hmm. Fr- Wait, from what school? I went to Furman University in South Carolina. Oh, I went to UConn. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. It was too big. Mine was too small but it was also I was one out of five from New York so yeah yeah. very very hard um but when I first transferred like going to the dining hall and stuff that was really hard navigating but then I got sent home because of COVID Um, and then when I came back my sophomore year it was all COVID and with that the dining hall became like grab and go so I kind of had no control over what I could eat and also when you're living in a dorm you just have access to a mini fridge and a microwave yeah thank god i had my car and thank god trader joe's and whole foods is 10 minutes away from campus because that saved me but especially like calculating macros in college it kind of goes back and forth with you are in college you're gonna have nights where you are gonna go out you're gonna drink you're gonna party and those are the nights that you'll remember so i think it's more important to focus on the good than the bad yeah big memory over macro moment Mm -hmm. um For me, it was like when I was at UConn, since I hated it so much, I have to say it was a blessing and a curse because that's when I fell in love with fitness, right? Like that's when I think I found Chrissy Chella first and then I started her USBG guide, Ultimate Summer Body Guide. Um, I wasn't really focused on nutrition. I was just trying to like eat. I knew I had to eat a protein, a carb, and a fat every meal. So it would be like the most basic meals like Mm -hmm 
for breakfast, I would do, like, toast, peanut butter, and a banana. I don't know. See, it was, I was the complete opposite. I, like, feared carbs. All I wanted to do was eat protein, protein, protein. So, like, when I look back, all I was eating, like, 180 grams of protein a day. Oh, my goodness. You were probably so gassy. I, yeah. No, no, like, actually, no. Like, I, like, I have IBS as it is. It was just... I was, like, so focused on protein, 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 but I didn't realize that it's only one gram of protein per body weight. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing with a lot of calculators, too, is it over... Estimates. Estimates protein for you. I mean, protein is probably one of the most important macronutrients, but at the same time, when you have an overconsumption of protein, that gets stored. Yeah. And it's going to... Exactly. And it's either going to, like, ruin your liver or it will also, like, accumulate, like weight gain as well definitely yeah some of those online calculators man i definitely want to hit on your ibs but before that let's like give some tips for people that are like looking for macro friendly meals while they're living in a dorm room so maybe you can walk us through like a little full day of eating when you were like in your Mm -hmm. dorm um and you didn't have access i can't believe you went through quarantine in a little dorm room that's crazy Mm -hmm. so I think eggs are, like, your best source of protein. I mean, especially going to the dining hall, they always had hard-boiled eggs, and I could always grab and go those. So I would usually have, like, that for breakfast with, like, bread or um, when I – at Trader Joe's, they have, like, pre-made chicken, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can buy, like, the salads there as well, and they have, like, soups and everything that you can make in the microwave. And Trader Joe's has a lot of macro-friendly meals. Yeah. But, I mean, I did have an air fryer. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Wait, you did? Did you sneak it into your dorm? I love that thing. If you don't have an air fryer, I highly, highly, highly recommend investing in one because I made everything in there. Wait, that is so funny. I used to uh, put sneaky candles in my room, but not a whole air fryer. (laughs) Like, it fit underneath my bed, so, like, no one really knew, and I was in a single because of COVID, so it was the best thing. I wish I had a single. Oh my goodness. My roommates probably thought I was crazy because I, oh my gosh, I was so mean. I would blend my protein shake in the morning, like while she was sleeping. I'm so mean. I would hate you. Uh, right? I, I would definitely hate you. Uh, now that I'm thinking back at that, that was so mean of me. Well, I would, sometimes I would try to do it in the bathroom, but it was so loud. Like it was so yeah, loud. No. But definitely, like, oatmeal, too, like, the instant oatmeal packets. A lot of people, like, add protein powder, but, like, make sure you're adding, like, nut butters and fruit because you could keep all that in your fridge. Um, Frozen fruit. Frozen Frozen fruit fruit is, is like, the best, too. Um, But I had a lot of, like, chicken, also smoked salmon. Would buy bagels, put cream cheese, smoked salmon on it. That was really, really good. Oh, those are all great dorm room ideas. I know we have some, like... uh, freshman sophomore gals listening to this um but yeah let- sorry trader joe's also has like the frozen rice that you could just make in the microwave too i still use that the yeah. jasmine rice mm-hmm. sometimes it's sold out though and i get so sad yeah my brother loves it and every time i go to trader joe's when i'm home he always asks and they never have it. And he gets so mad at yeah. me trader joe's is such a gem i went today i'm gonna post a um grocery haul mm-hmm. tomorrow so you guys will have already seen it have you tried the hold the dairy like the mini ice cream could yeah. yeah i have them in my fridge right now mm-hmm. the hold the dairy ones i love because like i'm trying to stay away from dairy oh my god they're so i have one every single night like i have to yeah so you stay away from dairy because you have ibs yeah can you talk to us a little bit about that like living with that because i know you were really bloated the other day you yeah. said you were in pain so just i don't know helpful tips or anything that you've learned along the way having that 
So actually, when I was a freshman in college, I got my gallbladder taken out because I had gallstones. And I think that's kind of what like triggered the onset IBS. But I've also come to realize that stress and anxiety is a huge, huge trigger for IBS. But what I've learned is there are triggers and everything like that. So it's kind of you just got to learn. And I know it's hard. But when you're bloated, especially this past week, I've been super, super bloated and I haven't really been able to figure out why. And it's kind of put an impact on like how the way I how I look at myself in the mirror and like the way I think my clothes are fitting. But you just need to remember that bloat goes down. Yeah. But I do. I have IBSC, so I don't really go to the bathroom as others do. So that's kind of hard for me is just like always feeling like bigger and everything like that. But the way that I've realized is ginger turmeric tea at Trader Joe's, love. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a calm magnesium supplement, and I've implemented, like, probiotics. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I wonder if the um, the little shots at Trader Joe's would help, oh, too, the, the wellness shots. The ginger, I've tried those, too, and also celery juice is really, really good. Oh, I've never tried celery juice. It's, like, all the rave, and I can't do it. I've never had celery juice. I've never done lemon water. Like, I'm uh, so not that really- person big into like the lemon water but my mom would always like do celery juice at home so oh that is so cool maybe i'll order a little juicer but i just can't see myself drinking celery juice i don't know why they sell it at trader joe's you could just buy it in a huge bottle oh really mm-hmm. mm, maybe i'll look into it <laughs> okay let's talk about different programs that you tried after the challenge so you did the 12-week challenge you lost 40 pounds mm-hmm. and then like, obviously, a lot of people come out with, like, 12-week guides or, you know, a one-month guide, 30-day challenge, things like that. So can you tell us a few that you've tried and then kind of give us maybe a little review if people are looking to, you know, invest in a certain online challenge? Mm-hmm. So, like, today, like, as of today, I've lost in total, like, around, like, 155 to 160 pounds. So that's a, like, I kind of lost a whole person, I guess you could say. <laughs> like, but, two little people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I, like, first started after the 12-week challenge, I was doing personal training for a while, but then I went away to college. And I found Brett Cronteras, like, called the glute guy, the booty builder. Yeah. I Honestly, his programs are pretty, pretty good. The first one I did was grow your glutes without growing your legs, which I loved because it was minimal equipment and navigating a new gym at a new school was definitely hard for me. And it was a 12-week program and it was like the same workouts for four weeks. And I loved it. I did like see a tremendous growth, but then I kind of died off from it a little bit when it ended. And then I did try Whitney Simmons, loved Whitney Simmons, um, Katrina Wright, college clean eating. Yeah. For Whitney, was it the Alive app or did she have guides before that app? I think it was the Alive app. Yeah. Yeah. And then during quarantine, I decided to like make my own workouts and did it like based off of like Whitney Simmons, like her Instagram, um, Chrissy Chella. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Her Instagram, also Brett Contreras, like from his old programs. I kind of just looked at everyone's differently and made one that would tailor to me the best. And the way that I do it is I also set like four-week programs because that's what I've realized. If you're changing your workouts every single day or every single week, it doesn't work. Yeah. You need a progressive overload. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I did – yeah, so I did the Chrissy Chella, the ultimate swim guide – and then obviously Gary gave me a program and I tried Megan Grubb's Peach Pump. But okay, so the thing is, 
Chrissy Cello, like, I finished the 12 weeks through. I liked the workouts. They were, like, really good for me first starting at the gym. Um, and then Gary's, obviously, I did the whole thing through. But that was a home one because we were quarantined at the time. So I literally only had 10-pound dumbbells. Do you know Livere Fit? She's yeah. also – I did her program as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I think I – see, after – I started like really liking fitness. I wanted to try all these guides, but every time I would try them, I don't know, maybe it's the coach in me. I'd be like, I like this. I don't like this. I want to change this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd end up making my own anyways. Um, But yeah, now I'm like doing just like a four day split. I think I kind of shared out my Instagram with cardio here and there. Um, Actually, no, cardio three times a week because of my cut, which is crazy. So I'm basically, I like to go to the gym though. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically at the gym seven days a week, but only lifting four. So how many days are you going now? I usually go like five days. Like I lift five days and then I either go for a walk outside if it's nice or I go get my steps at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Oh, steps are so great. It was so nice on Wednesday in Connecticut. It was what, 65 degrees? Yeah, we want, took. Want ahead. to hear a little fun fact? I've hit ten thousand steps every single day since March of twenty twenty. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> no, yesterday, guys. Yesterday I was bad. Yesterday was Friday, and I, I'm pretty sure I did like three thousand. But there was a good reason behind it. I was so anxious all day because I had a date. <laughs> I won't tell them too much about it, but I had a date on Friday night and I was so nervous, so anxious that I literally could not even get myself to do anything. Like, it's fine. One day won't kill you though. But that's incredible. Well, because like quarantine, let me tell you, me and my family love them to death. We are so close, but I needed to get out of that house. So it just became like my happy place to just go for a long walk. Oh my gosh, yeah. And listening to podcasts, I would listen to, I think I listened to every single Skinny Confidential episode. There's 400 episodes and I like started in quarantine and listened to all of them. And now I'm like always up to date. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursday launches. Uh, love Call Your Daddy. That's a great podcast. <laughs> I like it too. At first I didn't like it because it was a little raunchy, yeah, eh, but whatever. But now when she brings therapists on, I'm like, Damn, I need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Do you do therapy? Yeah, I do. do. Honestly, because I do struggle with a lot of like anxiety in school. And especially since my major, I guess you could say, is a difficult one. Yeah. And it's, re- yeah, it's really hard to like balance school, social life, friends, and especially like fitness. Do you see your therapist like once a week or is it Zoom? I do like Zoom and it's usually like every two weeks because when I left Furman, that's when my anxiety started. And I think it was because I was so far away from home. And the first week I had to get surgery. I was there. Yeah. So, but I've learned to control my anxiety and especially like going to the gym, I think is like the best outlet. Yeah, for sure. I'm so anxious and you could just tell by my nails. Like whenever I'm anxious, I just rip my nails off. I need a better coping mechanism. You need to get the you need to get the gel nails, I'm telling you. Gel? Yeah. I know. I do, but I, there's no nails to paint right now. <laughs> so I have to wait until they grow. I started taking uh the Bomar collagen yesterday. Now I'll do like a little I'm I go through phases. My Instagram kind of knows this. Like I was really into protein pancakes and now I'm into this protein coffee. And with that, I can add collagen into it. Thank you, Sydney Adams. Sydney Adams or Sydney McAdams? I think it's Sydney Adams. Yeah. Yeah. That TikTok girl. I love her. I like her coffee recipe. 
Okay, guys, question of the week this week. We kind of touched on it, but it's how to balance tracking macros, going out, partying when you are in college, or even if you're not in college, like just weekends in general can be really tough because, you know, weekends revolve around food, parties, alcohol, this, that, and you kind of feel like this social pressure to engage in those things. So how do you deal with that? Um. So basically during... Especially in August, I kind of had a realization is that I sleep in all the time. I work out whenever I feel like it, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I wanted a routine. So when I came to school, I made it my goal to wake up every single morning at 7 Mm a.m. during the week. And that's when I'd work out, especially with my school schedule. So I've been waking up every single day at 7 a.m., which I love. And during the week, um, like that's what I do. I focus on school focus on myself but on the weekends like that's time for me to enjoy my friends and with like macros I used to and there's nothing wrong with it because at the end of the day like if you are trying to cut alcohol is going to inhibit fat loss but at the same time you have to remember that it is only four years of your life so if you do want to go out and you want to have a drink have a drink if you want to go out and you want to eat a slice of pizza with your friends Eat the slice of pizza and just enjoy the time because at the end of the day, you'll never get these years back. Exactly. Yeah. I don't necessarily regret this because I could like to say I don't have regrets because everything happens for a reason. But most of my college was spent alone. Like I wouldn't go out much. I really don't go out much. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't know if it's a bad thing because I feel like when I do want to go out, I'll do it. And then I go out and I realize why I don't like going out. And I feel like we have the same thing going on, right? It's like, okay, I should probably go out and socialize. And then I go and then it's 11 o'clock and I'm sober. Say I'm not drinking that night and I'm like, I want to go home. So I just drive home. I do like a little Irish goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. And then I leave or I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have you know, three drinks, I don't drink much, I'm wasted, and then I'm, like, feeling like crap the next day. See, that's also literally me, because at the same time, you can go out and you don't have to drink. Like, don't feel pressured to drink at all. Just because it's a party doesn't mean you need to be consuming alcohol or participating in any of those activities. I go out all the time, and I don't drink, and I love it, because at the end of the day, I know that I'm going to wake up the next morning, and I get really, really bad anxiety, and it's sometimes it's just triggers my anxiety and I just don't want to deal with that. I want to feel good in my body. I want to be happy and I want to wake up the next morning like feeling myself. Yeah. So that's what I've kind of realized. And I did go through like a whole party scene and I'm not, I'm going to be real. Like my party scene was in high school. Mm. I don't like, I don't know why, but I grew up a lot earlier than everyone else. Like I did all of this five years ahead. So I did all the parties. I did all that. And when I got to college, I was like, yeah, you guys are having the time of your life, but been there, done that. It's just yeah. not my thing anymore. Yeah, like I already did this. Um, yeah, for me too. And it's just like the people that I want to surround myself with are not people that I'm going to meet at a bar. I just don't think so, you know, mm-hmm. unless I can like pinpoint. Sometimes I can pinpoint girls where I'm like, damn, I know you don't want to be here right now. Like yeah, me, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally me. And that's what I realized, like, especially since I'm, I'm a you what my freshman year no my sophomore year yeah I met you so my sophomore year and I've just like realized I have a group of girls four of them and then a group of guys but when I go out to a party and it's with a bunch of people that I don't know I kind of sit back and I'm like I would rather it just be us like I don't know I'm I am a social butterfly but at the same time like I'm an introvert and an extrovert like it goes both ways I love a nice night in but 
It's also nice to get out and like see people that I haven't seen in a while. But what I've come to realize is this year, especially 2022, I'm focusing on me. I've read almost 10 books. That's amazing. I know. Um, Also, like I have a nice structured routine where like I get my work done. I see my friends. I implement like my daily activity, my daily movement. I'm also eating a lot more than I was before and eating better and really fueling my body. It's just I've kind of realized that at the end of the day, you need to focus on you because you're going to be the only person that you have. Yeah, I love that. Last week, I went out to dinner on Friday and I had like a few drinks with my cousins Mm -hmm. and then I went and stopped by like Fair Food Party and then got McDonald's with my (laughs) brother and came home and it was a nice night and I was home by 12 and I woke up the next morning feeling good and then that Saturday I went bowling so I feel like I'm finding my social groove again because I swear quarantine gave me social issues social anxiety yeah like to be able to talk to people but one thing that I am proud of myself this year is I'm being more social in the gym, like mm-hmm. saying hi to people, complimenting girls, like trying to, you know, take my headphones out more. I mean, I know that a lot of people like want to go to the gym, just get their workout done and go out. But the gym has become such a large part of my life that I feel like it's important to, you know, make some friends there instead of at bars for example well especially that because they have the same ambitions as you which i really like is like they want to take care of themselves take care of their bodies like don't get me wrong if you want to drink five days a week go and drink five days a week no don't drink five (laughs) days a week but i'm just saying you're not gonna feel the best and your body's not gonna be happy yeah it's just you're just kind of going downhill from there yeah and I want to meet a man's at the gym. I don't want to be a man's no, at the I club. I all the time. Like, me and Julie literally <laughs> talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, let's scout our next person. Okay, but the bad part is that is that Peyton and I have the same gym crush. <laughs> we're totally exposing ourselves right now. But, yeah, we have the same gym crush. I want you guys to comment or DM me. Like, do you guys talk to your gym crush? Because my gym crush two years ago was my boyfriend. And I talked to him first. We dated. But then we broke up, so it didn't work out. See, that's where my social anxiety kicks in, and I'll never go up to him and be like, hey, like, want to go out? No. (laughs) But I'll be like, hey, are you using those dumbbells? Like, give me them. (laughs) Hey, are you done with the squat rack? No, literally. (laughs) Because our squat racks are always so busy. Okay. Let's talk about our two favorites of the week, okay? So I'll let you go first. What's your first favorite? So my first favorite was actually inspired by Julie. Um, I read the book Ugly Love. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah by Colleen Hoover. Oh my God, amazing. I couldn't put it down. I finished it in two days. It was, it was so, so good. good. Wait, you've read 10 books this year. Yeah. So do you like realistic books, nonfiction, like self-help books? So like, it's actually weird. So I've read like a mixture. I've read three books by Colleen Hoover, which I was obsessed with. And then I read Atomic Habits mm-hmm. by James clear and then i read relentless which was the book that my mom got me for christmas and that's kind of like what started it for me and then i read my body by uh, the model you know emma oh emily radicata yeah so that was like yeah that that one (laughs) but that was actually pretty good it's kind of eye-opening like made me become more confident in myself and like kind of own my body then i read it ends with us what is it called verity 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 
Um, and then I read the happiness equation and right now I'm reading mindset. So it's like a mixture of self-help books and then a mixture of like, you know, romance novels. Got to add those in. But I'm just like, that's what kind of sparked my 2022 is just, I want to be there for me. I want to focus on me. I love that. That makes me so happy. Me too. (laughs) Me too. And my mom is reading, which one is she reading right now? I think she's reading Verity. I'm reading November 9th. You can read it after me. Yeah. I can give it to you. I'm starting. I'm going to be like a little library for people and just hand out the books. Um, but yeah. Honestly, like I, I want to like start that. Yeah. Like you could ship books to people. You know what I mean? I would totally do that. A book, a book club or a book swap, mm-hmm. book swap. Um, but for me, I could read realistic fiction. That's my favorite. I read that at night. And then if I read self-help books, I'll read that in the morning. Because if I read self-help books at night, I'm I'm snoozing mm-hmm. immediately. I don't know why. I need to, like, put myself into the story as if I were watching Netflix. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing, like, maybe five pages of a self-help book in the morning. And then, you know, as long as I want for the fiction at night. Um, but my favorite, one of them, is the Cloud Perfume by Ariana Grande. It smells so good. And this is the first time, I think, in my whole entire life that I finished, like, a whole perfume bottle. <laughs> Have you ever smelled it? No. Uh, I, yeah. I you can smell it after. Too. I think it smells so good. My mom thinks it smells nauseous, nauseating. You know, Sol DiGiorno? Sol, oh, Sol, Sol DiGiorno. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Obsessed. Bum Bum Cream Perfume. Obsessed. Yeah. That is good. I have the body spray in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then my second one is the Namaste Buff Bunny Sports Bra in white. It is. Yeah. You guys have to look it up. Namaste Buff Bunny Sports Bra. This is not sponsored. I don't even know. Like, I actually it is on the website and it's on sale. I just looked it up. It's like twenty percent off. But see, my thing is I have a lot of sports bras where this is like a little insecurity of mine, but like the armpit fat like be popping out. I don't love it, but that sports bra tucks everything in and makes my boobs look so big. And I really don't have that big of boobs. So (laughs) I like that sports bra. What's your second one? So my second one has definitely been like coffee shops. Me and Julie actually have been going to a coffee shop like every Wednesday because we both don't have class. And like we'll just do a bunch of work and it's like really nice to just get off campus and get away from everyone and just really like focus on school but also like quality time with quality people yeah the coffee shop vibes are awesome but i do have class on wednesday oh it's my night class my my class i fall asleep in and i need like four (laughs) cups of coffee that day it's so hard um but coffee shops have been good and we've been trying different ones which is fun and i feel like we always do the same thing we like get there we catch up mm-hmm. and then we like both know we're like, okay, it's time to grind. Yeah. And then we like put our headphones in and I listen to my Harry Potter study music playlist yeah. and just get into it. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Before we go, do you have one piece of advice or a life takeaway that you want to leave with the audience? So I guess you could say like after losing 160 pounds, I've come to like realize a lot about like myself and about nutrition and all of that and especially like i'm actually you inspired me to like enroll in the nasm certificate so i'm going to becoming a personal trainer soon hopefully no wait i didn't know that oh my goodness (laughs) so i've been like studying i like put it on pause because i'm in school but like i'm hoping to take my test by june but what i've learned is that you're gonna like you have a destination in mind but you need to stop focusing on the destination and worry more about like the journey and like all the little stops that you make because 
it's going to change, you know, like it's, it's not a straight path. Like there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. It's going to go side to side. Like you have to understand that it's a journey and you need to enjoy all the moments. And that's what I've really like come to realize is yes. And this sounds bad, but I was also talking with um, our friend Francesca about this is I did, I was so restrictive with like my calories and like what I would eat and not going out or counting like alcohol towards everything or just like not eating before I went out so then I could do this, do this, do this. What I've come to realize is like, it sounds bad, but I had to go through that to get where I am today to like kind of had that wake up call of this is my life. I need to fuel my body because if I want to live a long life, I need to be healthy. And doing that and like constantly starving yourself and restricting isn't going to work. And especially I think the whole 1200 calorie diet and like the low, low calories that girls think it's not sustainable. And that's, that's what I realized. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if I continue to do that because your body is going to say, what the hell is going on? Like this is not okay. And a lot of people don't believe in starvation mode, but I think it's true. I think it's true that your body's going to hold on to all the fat and everything because you're not fueling your body. So my one big takeaway is to eat more, honestly, and to love yourself and remember who you are. Yeah, I love that. And goals change. Exactly. That's what I realized is that like goals change before I was like, oh, I just want to lose weight. Now I'm like, I want to gain weight. I want to become like really, really strong. I want to build my legs. I want to build my butt. Like I'm done having a flat butt. (laughs) And it takes a while to get to that point where you're comfortable to like go into a building stage for sure. Um, But yeah, I went through it too. It's like these extremes Mm -hmm. and it's almost like when you go through it, that's when because now that I know that you're getting NASM certified, mm-hmm. you realize how good you can feel and you want to like pour that and spread mm-hmm. that for others because, you know, they can kind of learn from our mistakes. I've had women come to me, maybe like, you know, 50 pounds over their comfortable weight. And then we'll do like one week of tracking of like their regular calories, just so I could get a feel of what mm-hmm. they're eating regularly. And they're eating 1,300 calories, and they're like, well, how am I overweight? And I'm like, it's a starvation mode. Mm-hmm. Like, your body's used to that amount of calories, and when you slowly start adding them in, it's like this mind game because, you know, your body is looking different. Recomposition is happening, but again, like, that scale weight can get mm-hmm. a little fluffy. Yeah. So do you have, like, any tips about the scale? Well, yeah, the scale definitely was a big trigger for mine. And what I've come to realize is your weight fluctuates every single day. Like, no, like say like you drink the night before or you have more sodium or you have this, this, that. Like the scale is going to fluctuate. So don't focus on the number on the scale, especially do progress pictures and measurements. That what me, that's what me and Julie were talking about is that when I'm like trying to see if my body's changing, I take pictures every single Sunday and then I can compare them and truly see. Yeah, I like that. And I was talking to Peyton, actually, because I'm, as you guys know, I'm in a cutting phase. So I do daily weigh-ins. But when I'm on my period, I don't even weigh myself because I'm like, I don't even feel like yeah. weighing myself. Like, why do I have to do that? It's the- like you're already down bad. Like, you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to, like, see that and have it trigger anything else. Yeah, I'm already sensitive enough when I'm on my period. Yeah. I don't need the number on the scale to make me more sensitive. Even though I feel like my relationship with the scale has gotten so much better. Like, thinking this time, maybe four years ago, if I saw, like, a certain number on the scale, it would dictate how I felt that day. 
You know what I mean? It would, like, yeah. really mess me up if it was one pound heavier or if I, like, uh, yeah, it was even, like, the point pounds. Like, I'd be, like, like it'd be, like, point two, two point four. Point two today. Like, it's, I know. That was a big, like, mind game with me and it's it's definitely I'm not completely there yet and I'm not gonna lie to you like sometimes like when I do weigh myself that's hard but I've come to realize is I cannot let a metal object that's like yeah control my life why is that controlling my feelings yeah no I love that that's a really good point and for me it's like if you have that bad of a relationship with it maybe step away from it for a little or do the opposite and learn the fluctuations. Mm-hmm. I kind of do that with a lot of my, with some of my girls, like have them weigh themselves every single day for, you know, a certain amount of weeks. And then they're like, oh, I get it. Like, oh, I get it. The week before my period is my luteal phase mm-hmm. and the weight goes up because I'm holding more water. I yeah. get it. Like it's science. I understand mm-hmm. now. And having that aha moment, I'm like, there you go. But, you know. This thing, we don't, we're not attached to it. We don't need it. But if we're like in a specific phase cutting bulking, it's just an additional tool in our tool belt. We don't need to use it. We can use a different tool if we want to, like pictures, how your clothes are fitting, energy mm-hmm. levels. But if we have, if we're comfortable with that tool, let's add it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We just kind of went on a tangent mm-hmm. on the scale, but. Thank you so much, Peyton, for coming on the Strong with Julie podcast. Can you pimp yourself out to everyone? Let everyone know your socials, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Um, so on Instagram, I'm P-E-M-Fit underscore. And if you go on there, I share a lot of my workouts and everything. Also, like what I eat, some recipe inspiration, some book inspiration, music inspiration. I also went into depth on like my journey and my transformation. Yeah, definitely. And we will post that on the podcast page too. Like I'll do a little cover photo, tag you. Mm -hmm. um, And then I'll share your transformation post so people can put a face to your story. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Well, thank you. And I hope you guys have a lovely Tuesday and we'll talk to you next week.